Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan Mackey. And today's guest, we have seven-year NFL vet, Super Bowl 50 champion, cornerback for the Denver Broncos from 2013 to 2016, and he was a special teams captain for the team as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, you guys all know who it is, Kayvon Webster. Hey, man, it's great to have <laughs> it is great to have you on the show, my brother. Uh, we've, we've been talking for a minute. We were just talking before the show. I've been talking to you like for about like four years now. This is a you know long-awaited uh, you know episode. Um, obviously, I just started the podcast um, last year, but it is great to have you on the show, man. Uh, good to see that you are uh, you're doing well. Um, how, how first of all, how how are you doing, man? It is an honor to have you on the show and kind of just be on the same screen as you. Um, everything is well, man. I can't really complain, you know. Uh, you know, life throws adversity at you, and every day you're trying to yeah. overcome it. Yep. Yes. Sir. Yeah. Yeah, Kayvon, man. Look, I'm a big fan. You know, just it's kind of crazy. I'm sitting here talking to you. You know, you really, in my opinion, one of the Broncos, you know, great legends, especially on the special team side of the ball. You did some really like great things on that side of the ball for us. We had some really great coaches and great players when I was there. So, um, it was only right that I just, you know, focus on what I need to focus on for the team and, you know, everything else played itself out how it's supposed to play out. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, so first of all, I want to go ahead and start with, um, overall, obviously, what was your time in Denver? Like what kind of relationships do you cherish the most? You just mentioned a lot of great players and coaches that you played along, uh, alongside there, obviously, you know, the Super Bowl there, the 2013 season, um, and then, obviously, uh, 2015, that season, you uh, won Super Bowl with the team. Um, what, what kind of your relationships there on uh, with the Broncos do you cherish and kind of stick with you uh, the most till this day? Um, I really cherish all my relationships I made at the Broncos. You know, like every last uh, one of my teammates that I had from my four years there, I feel like I can reach out to them and, and you know, have a cordial conversation. Um I'm pretty supportive, so like if any of the events they have, you know, I'll fly out to go see them, and um, all of, all of the relationships are pretty cool. You know, I'm still cool with Vaughn, you know, uh, still cool with uh, Talib, T.J. Ward, uh, Bradley Roby, Chris Harris, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. You know, rest in mm -hmm. peace to D.T. He was a close friend of mine. Um, I speak to Jordan Norwood and Benny Fowler and Cody Latimer a lot. That's crazy. Um, I've had a chance to, you know, continue relationships with Duke and Nacho and Omar Bowden. Um, David Bruton, I speak to him sometimes. I speak to uh, Louis Vasquez and Manny Ramirez sometimes online. Uh, uh, Ryan Harris, you know, he's in, in the media now out there, so yeah. I speak to him a yeah. lot. Uh, who else? Uh, it's it's a few it's a few other guys that you know even current even current um, Broncos players that I don't know from um, playing, but I know that they're at the Broncos. Like uh, like last weekend was Von Miller Day was able to you know see Jerry Judy and uh, see a couple of other players like Spence that used to play there. So so the the brotherhood is you know very much intact. Um, yes. It's just, you know, sometimes you, you, you only get to see, you know, Peyton when, like, there's, like, uh, events happening, uh, whether that's funerals or somebody getting inducted somewhere. Uh, 
you know, get to still talk to Wolf sometimes through text message, uh, DeMarcus Ware as well, um, Terrence Knighton as well. So, so yeah, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm pretty much uh, in the loop with everybody, you know, for the most part. Okay. Have you had a chance to get around, you know, some of the young guys on the team, you know, like in some of the new coaching staff? I know we just hired everybody but stuff like that, but have you got a chance to, you know, kind of talk to some of the younger guys, newer coaches a little bit? Um, I haven't been back to Colorado since um, hmm. I was there and I want to say I came back 2020. When did Dr. V? Dr. V had passed. Vaughn had just got hurt. That was the last time I was out there. Um, I didn't get a chance to speak to any of the, you know, the newer people that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get a chance to play with Sean Payton at um at the Saints for a while during my short stint there. Yeah. Um that was a, a cool thing to do. Um learning his new co- learning the new coaching style and you know what he's expecting out of the players. Um but for the most part, no, I haven't really been able to reach back out to the to the new players or and, and talk to them about, you know, what it means to, you know, wear the orange and blue. Okay. So I, I want to go a little bit back to that uh, 2015 season. Um, just for you as an individual player, King playing a very key impact on the special teams. Um, I know Jordan mentioned it. You're kind of one of those special teams greats uh, in Broncos history, um, and also making a contribution in the secondary. Uh, what was like? What was kind of that impact? Um, you know, on your life and just winning a Super Bowl all in general? Because as a kid, you know, playing football, you, that's your dream growing up. That's all you want. That's all you want to do is be able to um, carry that Lombardi trophy, celebrate with your teammates and win the biggest championship in, in the world, arguably. Um, so what was kind of that experience for you um, just from week one all the way to finally winning that uh, Super Bowl? Um, I, I don't think a lot of people know, uh, you know, so I was um... – like during that whole process. Uh, so 2015 was a special season for me because not many people know we had got new. I mean, everyone knows we had got a new coach in uh, Kubiak and we had got uh, Joe Woods. Um, yeah. We got new spe- We got a whole new staff, basically. So that was kind of like starting over for me. Um, we had just drafted Bradley Roby. He was our first round pick. Chris Harris is coming off from the injury. So they was relying on me a little bit more to, you know, play um, defense, you know, throughout the whole summer and throughout the preseason, you know, I was able to be in the mix as a number three corner um, and a number two. I was, you know, pretty much subbing in for Chris when he was uh, when he was in, out. So it was just me, Roby, and um, Talib. Uh, and so that was a tough season for me because based off of the previous season, um, I had an off the field issue that hindered my success of being a, a cornerback and which led me to, you know, having to take special teams more serious. Uh, so, so that I, you know, would still be able to be with the team. Uh, it was definitely a everyday challenge, you know, going to work, uh, knowing that the, the ball is against you. And, and long as I gave it everything that I had, you know, I was, I was, you know, satisfied with the efforts and everything that I had done uh, uh, up until that point. And yeah. it just put a chip on my shoulder to make me, you know, 
Like if I can't get on the field as a number three corner right now, mm -hmm. based off the, the the depth we have, what's the best thing that I could do to help the team win? And that was to uh, focus on being a special player. And uh, special teams is kind of overlooked and um, not really appreciated enough, but uh, special teams do win games. And so like once I embedded that into my mind and was just like, okay, I only could control what I can. And, you know, I had a meeting with John Elway and, and Jack Del Rio the year before we went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the off the field issue was more like having to talk with them like, hey, Kayvon, you know, we was excited to see you, you know, see what kind of player you were going to be. But we have to take a step back um, and we want you to focus here. And so once they told me where my focus needed to be, um, I focus on that uh, day and night. And uh, when I was when it was my number to get called for uh, defense, you know, I was pretty much in on plays that were like big moments for us. Like for example, um, championship game against uh, the the Patriots. I was in on third down. Um, yeah. Mandola ran a slant. I ripped it out. It should have been a fumble. We would have never <laughs> It was a fumble. I mean, he caught it. I ripped it out. He didn't hit the ground. It was out. That I was remember third down. That was a big third down play, you know, fourth down. Um, you know, fourth down, they tried to go for it. I was in on that play. Uh, you know, Talib tip hit it and, and Bradley Roby picks it. You know, we go to the Super Bowl off of those plays. So uh a lot of the a lot of the plays that I had in Denver. You know, I maximized every play that I had when I was on the field and take one for granted, um, and which led into me having, you know, some good special team plays for the team. Um, and I always had a saying. I had this saying from when I was in uh, high school. It was like, once I crossed, once I crossed the field of play, it's like I would not let my teammate down. And, you know, that was uh, a main mindset of mine's going into every play. Like, I got to win this play. And if I don't win this play, I got to win the next one. I got to do something to make a splash. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You brought up how special teams is such an important part, you know, winning, you know, and everything like that. You know, it seems like ever since you left the Broncos, we've been kind of on a struggle on that side of the ball. Special teams have just not really been the same. We've been dead last in almost every category. You know, what do you think the Broncos need to do to kind of fix that? Uh, I think it starts with the top. It starts with the coaching, really. You know, uh, if your coach is strict and your coach is like all about the details and about winning, um, then and they have some pride about themselves, then the unit will have pride about themselves as well. You know, when I was at the Broncos, we had uh Jay Rogers, he was we had Jay Rogers, we had another coach, uh, forgot his name, um, but. The main coach that, you know, that instilled, like, this I won't lose mentality, like, and that you have to take the moment for yours was uh, Joe D. Camillus. Like, he never let us slack off. Practice was like the game. Uh, and you've seen whatever you worked in in practice, you've seen that translate to the game. And uh, we just we just had this mindset, man, like, you know, when we put on this orange and blue, like, what does that mean for us? Yeah. Like, what are we trying to accomplish? You know, we have Peyton Manning as our quarterback, so he has pride. We have prideful people in positions 
that make us need to have pride as well yeah. being a part of their unit. And so I think that's what it comes down to. Um, you putting on this orange and blue, what pride do you have? Like, mm-hmm. are you just going to just let the next man um, abuse you or are you going to do the abusing? No, nah, that's true. And uh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up about the pride thing and wearing the colors and just knowing what it means to put on the jersey because I feel like the team has been missing that element you know, that, you know, going out every game and knowing what it means, you know, like guys like you, Vaughn, Chris Harrison, Akeem, you guys kind of wore that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, we putting these on, we're going to go out there, and it, it's, it's game time. I feel like a lot of the guys, on, you know, a lot of guys that we've had over the years just hasn't really had that, and it really hasn't equated to winning. So I'm glad you brought that up, man. I think they let go the last person that, that like, had the integrity of the team, and that was Vaughn, you know. Yeah. Ron was the Ron is the last person there who was like bleeding orange and blue. Like he yeah. had been the longest tenure person there. Um, he had seen um, he had seen a lot there. You know, uh, not going to the playoffs, going to the playoffs, injuries, two like going to two Super Bowls. You know, we lost one. He was hurt. The one we won, he was you know, you know the MVP. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things happening over there. I just think that they never replaced that heart in the building with someone who knows what orange and um, blue brings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then kind of bouncing off of that, how do you think – and I know we're asking you so many questions about how do you fix this, but, like, how do you think you can replace that kind of like a – obviously you can't replace a Vaughn Miller, but how can you find a player that can really, you know, re, re, uh, reimagine or re-identify that kind of um, – that ability to put on the orange and blue and really represent the organization and just kind of move forward? I know we're – I know Russell Wilson kind of wants to be that guy, but how can we kind of um, rebuild that, this culture and, and – in a sense, especially with the addition of Sean Payton? Um, I just think it starts with Sean Payton, you know. Um, his discipline and, and his attention to detail is going to be key to changing the team around, you know, doing a lot of team camaraderie things, doing a lot of team building activities, uh, and just letting the message be known, like, you know, this is like the last – the last the past is the past, you know, this is a new slate. Um, yeah. We need people that are dedicated to orange and blue who want to bring another Lombardi back to Colorado. And if you're not on wagon with the uh, bringing a Lombardi back to Colorado, then you should ask for a trade or you should not be a part of the organization because that's what we're putting all our time in for, you know? Yeah. Um, football is a game that we played from when we were, you know, younger. Uh, we played it for free. Uh, it was fun, but it's business now. And so now with it being business, everybody have to approach it as business. Uh, like the game is a day where, you know, practice is, practice is, is, is the business. Like practice is the game. When you get to the game, it's just, it should be a walkthrough. And um, I think once they get back to those mentalities of making practice be, you know, Practice practice for me when I was at the Broncos was like a game. You know, I had to go against DT, had to go against Emmanuel. Um, there was never a moment for me when I was at the when I was in Colorado where I felt like I could just go to practice and breeze. I felt like I had to get better every day. Um and I, I felt like if I didn't get better every day, I was letting my team down and 
I was mostly, mostly I didn't want to look like I was less than yeah. to, to the people that were in front of me because they counted on me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like to leave, you know, I wanted, you know, everybody would love to have a career like to leave, you know, I'll just, my name just wasn't called to be <clears throat> the number one corner, you know, at, at, at the Colorado, um, I mean, at the Broncos, but I just handled what I could, I controlled what I could and I balanced the things I couldn't. And, you know, that led me to, you know, having success. Okay. That's awesome. And so going a little bit off of, um, I know you mentioned uh, staying on top of that 2015 season, you mentioned Demarius Thomas. Um, obviously, Broncos country is really more in the loss of uh, Demarius Thomas a few years ago. And then late last year, uh, Ronnie Hillman. Um, to to those guys uh, who you, um, I believe, have a really uh, had a close relationship with, um, what was the kind of relationship and uh, bond that you guys had uh, during your guy, your tenure with the Broncos, uh, whether it was on and off the field? Uh, Demarius was my brother. Um, I've really felt that. Like I, I felt, I felt everything when he died. You know, um, I, I, you know, I talked to him maybe like a month before that. Um, just because we we've had several talks about like you know life after football, what we're gonna be doing. I had jumped into the food game, and so you know he always used to check up on me, asking me about what I'm doing, and I you know I was giving him information and saying like, Hey, maybe this is the next thing that we could do. You know, if you're trying to do something, you know, um, the option is there for you to be a part of anything that I'm doing. You can be a part of, uh, and you know, we was having talks like that. We was talking about his health and, you know, he was describing things to me and, you know, um, you know, I was making other people informed of, you know, the stuff that he was going to, uh, going through because we did, we did have that kind of relationship. Um, but for the most part, you know, it was a great relationship. He was my brother. Um, I, I told him I loved him uh, several times. Um, he, you know, he told me that back, um, he was able to help me better my craft because I used to have to go against him and practice. Uh, uh, he just was an overall great human being, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just I want to say you know I'm I'm sorry that you know you had you know that you lost that sorry for your loss and everything like that. Um, yeah, DT man, he he was a guy that you know just every time TV came on just brought me happiness. So you know, like as a Bronco fan growing up, he was like wide receiver one all the time. You know, always made plays, always made my days and weeks better. And you know, when the news passed, I don't really cry, you know, like that. But you know, when I found out he died, it kind of hurt. You know, to see DT, you know, a guy that you just watch, you know, it, it definitely did hurt. Always smiling, never Star like, yeah, down, like, like no matter what situation, yeah. he got the most, he got the most going on, like that, that could make him like not be happy, but he always chose happiness. And so, you know, I was thankful to, I was thankful to be around someone like DT, you know, because uh, regardless of like, the adversity he was going through, he always chose to have a positive attitude coming into the building and, and always putting the work first. Yeah, and you always saw like what he did, especially like off the field, like giving back. Like him and um, Emmanuel Sanders would always give back to the kids and stuff like that. And it's just, and the crazy thing was that he did, he had just retired, and you know all the videos that came out, he retired with the team and everything like that. It was very, it was very rough. 
Uh, I was just going to ask about uh, Ronnie Hillman. Um, I actually read something uh, like on the Dever post from like years and years ago uh, in 2014 after like a preseason game. I saw that you guys like went down with like uh, an illness. It was never like disclosed or announced like by the uh, the Broncos organization. Um, what what what, you, what what can you say about like what happened there? Because I still I still don't even know what happened. And then just overall to cap it off, what was your guys's kind of relationship? Uh so so that situation is like kind of touchy uh no problem it's yeah been you don't it's, been, it's been years it's like only like i want to say like only 10 people know about like what happened in that situation and um i think it was the best interest of the team for us not to disclose that information um because it just was a lot that <laughs> it was a lot that happened in that uh i never <laughs> like it's funny because like when I call when I call people um that was involved in that, uh, we all we all laugh about it now, but at the time it was a very serious matter that we had to keep uh we had to keep that disclosed for several reasons. Uh still yeah. to this day I don't even know if we could like speak about it on like camera. Mm-hmm. Um and so like I just choose to stay away from it, but uh of course, but I think, but I think that 2014 situation that helped um, that helped build a camaraderie of like brotherhood. You know, um, mm. everybody was like supporting each other during that time. Uh, we we actually got closer, like offense and defense actually got closer um, during that time, and so that's that's pretty much all i could really say on that situation but as far as ronnie hillman like he was like he was just like dt to me uh it's only it's only it's very rare that you get to have um it's very rare that you see offensive guys hanging out with defensive players so (laughs) my time there was a very rare time because we used to hang with dt emmanuel cj anderson um julius thomas uh Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thompson. I mean Demarius Thomas. Uh who else? Um Ben we even had Benny hanging out with us a couple of times. Juwan mm-hmm. Thompson, mm-hmm. uh Ronnie Hillman, Omar Bowden. So all of us used to get together and go to Vaughn's house. Uh, and just, you know, Vaughn, you know, Talib, uh Chris, TJ, Darian Stewart, Roby, uh I want to say Shane Ray. It was a. It was basically. It was basically like a big clubhouse for like the players. You know, um, that's where we spent most of our time at. And you know, believe it or not, we got closer over there. Uh, we got closer over there. Like everybody was watching. Like we had days where we watched film together. We talked about it. Uh, and then we talked about the game and how we going to attack the game. And you know, even on. Days where we stayed at the hotel, we would always find our way back over there before going to the stadium and just getting pregame ready to go, you know, go to war. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's 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 actually crazy. I'm not going to lie. But I'm not surprised by it, man. You know, once you get out of that, you know, football type of environment, I'm pretty sure y'all had some crazy times. So, um, 
But going into the the year we won the Super Bowl, um, it seems like I talk about this a lot, um, and I just kind of want to know the truth about it and just, you know, your take on this. Um, obviously, you know, Peyton Manning, I always say he got hurt. A lot of people say he got benched. Um, can you, like, kind of go into, like, what really happened there? Like, you know, like if Peyton Man like, because a lot of people say Peyton Manning was just bad and he was washed, but I always say he played the way he kind of did early on in the season was because he was hurt. So I just kind of want your take on, like, that whole situation. Like, was Peyton Manning really hurt or was he just, in your opinion, was just kind of taking, like, a little downfall? Uh, Peyton was hurt. Um, there was a time where Peyton had two boots on. Like, nobody really knew. It. Like, how you walking around with two boots? Like, um, I think they did. I think in that situation, we did the best we we did the best thing we could do for Peyton. Mm -hmm. um, letting Brock come in, we had enough confidence in Brock. He had practice against um, one of the best defenses. Like you know, um, he had been practicing against them since preseason. Uh, so, like he was more than a, he was more than ready. As y'all can mm -hmm. see, you know, went out and you know he had a stellar like five or six games where. It was just like magical, you know, and then yeah. Peyton came in and was just like we never really missed a beat. But you know, um he did he was suffering, um, suffering through injuries. He had been taking a lot of hits, uh, feet was messed up. Um, you know, he still had that neck issue, so he still was getting that uh under under wraps. And so um uh, him Taking that time off was the best thing because you know at the end the end result was we won the Super Bowl. He threw it. He threw touchdowns, and you know we played a complete team game. Yeah, yeah. I I was reading you know back up on it and everything. They they said he had a torn plantar um, fasciitis in his right foot, and mm -hmm. I'm surprised I couldn't find this article. But I remember at the time that Peyton Manning his throwing shoulder was hurt. I don't know if I'm right about that. Like, can you kind of tell me if I'm like right about that? I remember they said his throwing shoulder like was really injured too. Uh, I mean, or I, I'm sorry. Hurt. Uh, uh, I I would say he he did. I mean, I think everybody know that he did lose a decreasing and um in his throwing power. You know, they got the little meter on man like his <laughs> his, his throwing power meter was like it was flickering. You yeah. know, but you know it worked out for the best for everybody. You know, um. Yeah. He still was able to get the ball where it needed to go. Um, and he went out like how any player would want to go out, like on top, a two-time champion, you know what I'm saying? So uh, him being injured, yes, that was a real thing. Um, and we and he overcame that by, you know, hosting a Lombardi trophy. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, Brock Osweiler getting a lot of good preparation, practicing against that defense, which in my opinion, I'm going to be biased to say it's the best defense ever. Um, that, you know, moving towards that defensive side of the ball, um, what was, uh, you know, it kind of be, being able to play with uh, Wade, uh, playing under Wade Phillips in your time, uh, you know, obviously coaching you two years in Denver and then one year in Los Angeles after you, uh, you know, moved on for the Broncos and signed with the Rams. Um, what were those three likes, uh, those three years like for your career uh, in the NFL and kind of learning from a great mind like uh, Wade Phillips, arguably one of the best defensive minds of all time? Um. Coach Wade is probably the best coach I ever had, you know. Um, anybody would love to play for a coach who who just gives you the freedom to be who you need to be, you know. 
Um, Wade never put handcuffs on the defense on like who they need to be off the field or on, on the field. Only thing that mattered to him was, are we missing assignments? Do we have mental errors? And what's the mistakes we made? And if we correcting those, then he don't have nothing to say. So if you play, if you went out there, you you had zero to none um, mental errors or missed assignments, then your game was perfect to him. And that was all that mattered. You know, your, your number got called. You, you handled the call well. And it was just all praise after that. You know, he was a down-to-earth guy. Uh, he always cracked the little jokes. Uh, and he was just – he was the player's coach, basically. You know, who wouldn't want to play for somebody like that? Okay. He wasn't an asshole. Like, um, like, he rarely got mad. If he did get mad, then it was just like – it's something to like be like, yeah, he got a point of being bad about. So like let's fix it. And then that and then that'll trickle down to like our leaders with D Ware, the um Vaughn and, and and Talib. And so they would speak mostly they would speak mostly when they felt what Wade felt, you know. And so that would get corrected right then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he's still out he's still at it with the uh, Houston Roughnecks. I'm glad <laughs> okay. to see him still still at it with the uh, the coaching game. Yeah, man, I love Wade. Yeah, man, Wade Phillips. It like I always loved what he brought, like you know, like to the team, like in locker room and everything like that. But I also loved, I also loved that he played. Man, it didn't matter. He was gonna line up talent against talent, and it just always went our way. That's the one thing I did love about Wade Phillips that I feel like the Broncos should try to get back to, especially with all the talent we have on defense now. Like, it's just crazy that we don't do it, that we stay in the zone. Um. But, yeah. The thing with Wade is, yeah, you would, like, I can't, there's nothing bad you could really say about Wade. It's like, if you got the talent, like, Wade knows what talent you have, and he does his best to maximize your talent. So, like, with the Broncos, we had a lot of man-to-man corners. Like, we had some corners that, we had some corners that did well in zone, but, Man to man was our thing, you know. We practiced that every single day, like re-step, kick step. Like that was our like if you didn't do that technique, then like you was in the doghouse and you were not gonna get on the field. <laughs> like, so yeah. I mean so it's basically just... like you gotta do you gotta do what the coach tells you to do. Mm-hmm. You gotta do like some players get away with like like it's certain stuff that I could do. It's certain stuff that I couldn't do that Talib could do, but guess mm-hmm. what? That's Talib. He went to the Pro Bowl. You know, you, yeah. it's like it's tears. It's tears in the NFL, no matter how good you think you are, or like it's tears. You know, mm-hmm. and so like once you recognize that there are tears, and you can work your way to those tears. You know, and so yeah. I, I, I always was a person that recognized like who I am, where I stand at, and where I need to be, and where I want to be, and okay. so. When I went through all those checklists, it was just like, okay, I know who I am, you know. I know where I want to be, you know. I know what I need to do, too. And now the question is, like, how do I do it? How do I get all these things? And that's why you got Wade Phillips. You got Akeem Talib. You got uh, Chris Harris. I was able to even play with um, Quentin Jammer, uh, Tony Carter, uh, Dominique Rogers-Camardi. Who else? 
uh, Michael Huff, Michael Huff, Champ, uh, Champ, yeah, Champ, Champ Bailey, uh, Mike Adams, uh, who else was? We had a lit, like we had a lot of we had a lot of corners when I was there. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, I kind of want to go into 2013. You know, that was obviously my favorite year of football. Broncos were, you know, insane. Um, you know, just yeah. – and, and I'm going to just say that year a lot of people do forget. People just look at the score, but a lot of people forget that we were, like, seriously injured going into that Super Bowl. I don't even know how we were, like, looking we back. We had on- 12 – we had 11 – we had 10 starters out at the Super Bowl. They yeah. was, that team – I ain't going to lie. <laughs> uh, I ain't going to lie. So if you got ten starters out, like that's anybody going. Yeah, that's game. That game ain't gonna be like fair, you know. Yeah, like it ain't gonna be and, fair because what for one, the chemistry not there, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's it's too late in the season to have ten people gone to be working on the chemistry with yeah. whoever behind them, you know. And yeah. so like that chemistry was off, you know. Champ had just. Champ had missed six weeks with the Liz Frank. Um, he came back like right before the playoffs. Chris Torres ACL. Vaughn Torres ACL. Then, then, me, then me and um me and DRC was out there, and then Tony Carter was playing, and then I tore my I broke my hand. Champ came back. Uh Vaughn tore his ACL at the uh at the Houston game. Yeah. Um who else got hurt? Raheem Moore got hurt. Like we was down. Derek Wolf. We was down. We was down. Yeah. We was down ten starters. You know. So yeah. What? What? What the Seahawks did? Like I would love to have run that game back when everybody <laughs> was like healthy. You mm-hmm. know, but we can't do that. You know. So it is what it is. They brute. They beat us. They 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 were supposed to do that. You know. If mm-hmm. if the Legion of Boom was down. I bet you Peyton Manny would have put up <laughs> 60 points. You know? Yeah. That's what people not really understanding. It's like, bro, if the Legion of Boom didn't have Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. And they had and Earl Thomas and they and they didn't have Richard Sherman, would that secondary have held up against Peyton Manny? No. no. If they didn't have um I don't even know who their defense and ends was that year. Maybe Bruce Irvin and, and they didn't have Michael uh, Bennett or Cliff Averill. Yeah, if they didn't have if they didn't have ten of eight people, <laughs> like yeah. what is the score of that game? I agree because and, and, it's not like Russell Wilson was darting people. Like no. he ain't do nothing. Like what Crazy. he did, he ran yeah, the yeah. circle. <laughs> he ran the circle. People getting open, going deep. If you deep. The rule is you deep, you come short. You short, you go deep. So mm-hmm. it was just a lot of stuff like that happening where I won't say the defense was unexperienced. We we just didn't have enough chemistry yeah. going where it was like – it was just like individualism out there on the field. It wasn't like no team stuff, you know. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's that was the result of that, of that 2013 year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say like – it's actually crazy that we were also favored in that game too. Like, I don't know how yeah. we were even favored in the game going into the game with all those injuries. Cause I look back, I'm like, man, what would actually happen in the Super Bowl? Cause I was like a kid at the time. And I go exactly. look at it, I'm like, man, we was 
And Danny Trevathan barely played, too. I think that he was, like, questionable all week and was, like, a game-time decision. He just went out there and played. And I was like, bro, we were really out there playing with, like, second that was streamers. A crazy, that was a crazy week for us, man. That was a crazy week for us, man. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy week. Yeah, but uh, – Mm-hmm. We need to get this clip to Russell Wilson. We definitely need to get it to Russell Wilson. Uh, that's all. Oh, I know. Uh, so, 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 I'm not taking away nothing like from him being a good player. No, I yeah, just feel yeah. like he didn't really do nothing special. He just <laughs> didn't have no like he did. He did what he was supposed to do. His job. Yeah. Like he's yeah. supposed to capitalize on a weak on the weakness. He did that. Yeah, he did. You know? um, yeah. If Peyton, if Peyton Manning had that same opportunity. That's a different ball hey, game, you know. Hey, yeah, we already know that's what they a different done ball with that. game, man. Yeah. That's a different ball game. Yeah. Like we beat them the next year when we went up there, you know. So <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. It doesn't. It's, it's like I don't know. Like we we had a we like when we went up there in 2014, we beat them. Like we had to lead. Vaughn was healthy. Chris was healthy. Like. Darian Stewart was there. T.J. Ward was there. Like Demarcus Ware was there. Like, mm-hmm. that's just like, like so. Like just like that was a healthy team. That was second game of the season. That was like in chemistry mode. Like you know, mm-hmm. like we have no chemistry mode going to the Super Bowl. Like you know, the week before we went to the Super Bowl, somebody got hurt. There, I think Derek Wolf got hurt or. That was it was Derek Wolf. So we was missing Derek Wolf, Kevin Vickerson, um, Chris Harris, Chris Harris. Uh, no, nah, Champ played. Uh, we missed uh, yeah. Quentin Jammer. We we didn't let him play that game. Uh, on the offense, I think uh, who played on the offense? Everybody was available on the offense. But yeah, the so defense, the defense was down bad. Like. Uh, Mike Adams and Duca Nacho started. They was our second team safeties. Yeah, Vaughn didn't play. We put a we put Sean, Sean Phillips was out there. We just was depleted, man. We okay. It, it ain't even no real explanation for that. Like I wish we could run that game back. Yeah, to like, get that back, but we can't. So you know they could have it. We we split we split a, a Super Bowl and uh. The 2015, the 20 teens, you know, they got one yeah. in 2013. We got one in 15. They lost one in 14. We lost one in 13. We both could have been double champions back to back. The question I was going to ask was, you know, 2013 was like crazy. You know, Peyton was out there going, was just went insane. You know, what, what was it like watching it week in and week out? You know, just seeing like Peyton Manning throwing like two touchdowns minimum a game. And him coming out in week one, the revenge, the, the like the revenge game against the Ravens throwing seven TDs. Just what was it like just watching that? Like, bro, Peyton is they going crazy. I mean, everything that I watched in Denver, like, was done in practice, you know. So mm-hmm. like standing at the game was like I already kind of already knew like what well, we we as Denver Broncos that practice with Peyton Manny every day, like <laughs> we already knew what to expect you know so even when he did go out there with the baltimore ravens we already knew that was a revenge game from the playoffs we knew that was a revenge game from the playoffs and then um that was the game that was determining if we was gonna go to the player uh super bowl or not Mm -hmm. right 
Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was a divisional. AFC. Yeah, it was AFC Championship game, but I, I feel like we would have beat New England. But yeah, yeah. So that was a that game was crazy. Um, I actually that was my rookie year. Actually, that was my first game playing. I actually had like I had a few tackles, and then I had um, two pass breakups on Stokely. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was crazy. Um, I so so my time at the Broncos was like it was. It was unimaginable, really. You know, you had I had players that was like high profile that was like trying to get me reps in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like to leave, like to leave, like, hey, you could go in on um second or third. Like, you know, he just let me get a few little snaps, you know. Um, uh, and DRC was the same way, you know, he let me start a couple of games, like. Just, just to, like I don't know why, but just to do it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And hey, that's real though. That's yeah, real. We got, we got some real people, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So going back to like coaches, I know you uh, mentioned you spent time with Sean Payton in New Orleans in that kind of the preseason and training camp in 2019. Um. What can you say about Sean Payton and what he's going to bring to the Broncos, just based off of uh, what you kind of learned from his coaching style uh, in your time with uh, the New Orleans? Yeah. So for for one, they're gonna be disciplined and they're gonna be conditioned. I love that. That yeah, we need that big time. Yeah, that's what we're gonna get. That's good because the past coaches, I don't want to you know call anybody out, but just it, it really hasn't worked. And I feel like finally we got Sean Payton. He can come back and probably establish another culture, another like winning culture back here in Denver. Like ever since we won a Super Bowl, maybe like a year or two after that, we just haven't had that winning like culture. It hasn't been like, you know, we haven't gone into a season feeling like the Broncos could actually win. Like, and I feel like the team hasn't had that too. So with Sean Payton, I'm actually kind of glad that he can bring that back, you know, and and just get us back on the right track. So yeah. Sean Payton, yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to what to seeing what, what he's going to bring out of the out of Broncos. Um, I definitely know that he's going to bring dis- discipline and conditioning back. So I feel like once you get disciplined, then you get everything else. Okay. Yeah. My um my last question, because you know I don't want to take too much of your we you know of your time. Um, you know what was it like in practice? You know I still think they're one of the most underrated wide receiver duos. I think to ever lace them up, Manuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. You know what did you know? How was it going against them like every single practice? Like I know it was just crazy. I- that was a game. It was like going to sun, going on Sundays. Like it was no sweat. Like yeah, and like <laughs> like people ask me this all the time. They'd be like, "Who was the best receivers that you ever went against?" Like mm-hmm. yeah. I, so so for one, I trained with Antonio Brown for like six years. You know, uh, mm-hmm. that's my friend from when I was a freshman. He was a senior in high school. Like we go way back. So. When I graduated college, he was in um, Pittsburgh, and I just used to take my off time, and I spent all my off time with AB. And so AB probably AB is one of the is the best receiver that like played the game from when I played like NFL. Like he yeah. was the yeah. he the best yeah. receiver. Like he was ridiculous. He the best receiver. Next, um, Demarius and Emmanuel is the next best two after AB. Like. No flat out, like flat out, <laughs> like because practice used to be like a game. Emmanuel and DT, those was the best two receivers, like after Antonio, because of their work ethic coming to the field. And then, like you gotta think, 
Like you got Peyton Man- like we watch film every day. <laughs> you got Peyton Manny throwing the ball at you every day. So it's like, yeah. bro, I gotta touch one of these balls. I gotta pick one of them. Like he can't be perfect on everything. Like the chemistry they used to have, he's like when you see it on Sunday, you like, dang, this is like <laughs> this perfect. Yeah. Like it's like they never miss. Yeah. Um, and it was like that in practice sometimes. Like practice, you could be right there and you like, dang, how they got this? Like, but it made us yeah, better. Crazy. So, like, <laughs> you get the Sunday, like you going to everybody else, you like, man, they don't even got no painting many on the other side of them. Like <laughs> this chunk head right here. Yeah, we good. Tech, that coach told me we good. Like this ain't DT, this ain't Emmanuel, this ain't A B. Like, we good. Like, let's line up, you know. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kayvon, uh, my last question for you today. Um, I know you uh, were in some wild locker rooms there in Denver. I know you already told us a little bit with uh, Von Miller, Keith Tlaib, uh, Chris Harris, a lot of personalities in there. You got to at least have one uh, big locker room moment that stands out to you. Um, aside from like Super Bowl 50, I imagine that locker room was insane. But besides that, were there any like crazy or funny or hilarious locker room moments that you had in your time with the Denver Broncos? Some locker room moments. Yes, sir. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't disclose some of that stuff, but uh, uh, let's see. So, so some of the fun times in the locker room is when you get rookies. You know, it's like rookie hazing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they get haircuts. They got talent shows. I remember that. <laughs> You gotta make them go get like food and stuff for for like the vets, and they gotta set stuff up for the vets. Uh, that's probably one of the most memorable like locker room moments. Like every year, like that happens every year. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like little things that happen, like you know, either people like joking on each other that that that's like memorable or like. Somebody buying gifts for the team, like, you know, buying gifts for the team, you know, that yeah. stuff is memorable. Uh, the other stuff, it's kind of like we got to holler at y'all on camera about off camera because yeah. <laughs> some of that stuff be like, <laughs> it be crazy. <laughs> it be wild. You be like, wow, they're having it. <laughs> okay. You be like, damn, oh, people don't even believe what happened in their hill. Like, <laughs> but it's good, but it's good. Yeah. Kayvon, look, okay, I, I I know I said that my my last question, my last question, but I, I'll be feeling a type of way all all for the rest of the day if I ain't ask you this. Can you please give us one like Peyton Manning's funny story? Like I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning did something that was just like funny and that stood out to y'all. Y'all kind of clowned him a little bit for it. Uh Peyton. Oh, I got this funny video in my phone. Of Peyton, right? We mm-hmm. was this is so it was so funny. Like so, I don't even think Peyton noticed, but it was one day. It was me and Talib. We was in rehab. We had to go to rehab early, but Peyton was in there with us. But if I post this video of how Peyton was like on this, the you know the little oh yeah 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 yeah. Now, what's it called? <laughs> Oh my God, bro! We was dying laughing for like two days on how he was like, you was in the elliptical. It was just crazy. It was crazy. Um, 
I think I think some of the uh, other memorable moments with Peyton would be like uh, when we was going to the Super Bowl and he was just like you know uh, interacting with defense more than he usually do. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you know we start they start uh you start seeing some of the defense stuff on him like you know <laughs> they dress Peyton up with uh Cuban link chains and stuff with oh yeah like, I was about to say jewelry, you know that was like <laughs> it was like funny like seeing Peyton Manning with jewelry on you know yeah that was like, <laughs> that was a crazy thing um some other I mean like there's other moments with Peyton but it's more like Peyton Peyton used to tell a lot of jokes like he like a professional joke teller. Like yeah. he professional at everything he do, really. So uh the jokes, they just be funny. Um uh, I can't there's nothing that I, that's like memorable off the top of my head. It's good. I just know that like he does have his moments where it could be, you know, hilarious. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that clip of him in his locker with the chains on. Uh that, yeah, that, that is was, an, that's that was an awesome a viral clip. moment. <laughs> yeah, but th- Kayvon, thank you so much for uh, hopping on today's show. I really appreciate it. It was a great conversation, just learning everything from the ins and outs of uh, that Super Bowl run between, uh, you know, 2013, 2015. Um, it's great having you on the show, man. Glad to hear you're uh, doing well. Um, maybe sometime we can run it back. But, yeah, thank, uh, thank you for uh, hopping on the show, man, seriously. No, nah, for sure, man. Appreciate y'all having me, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, man. All right, big dog. Yeah, so uh, I'm your host, Samir, with uh, my co-host, Jordan uh, Mackie. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys listen on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. Um, make sure you guys for listening on Spotify podcast as well. You guys follow Leo five-star rating if you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, we're going to have plenty more episodes with uh, NFL players, whether they're former like Kayvon Webster or they're currently on the team. Um, we still have a few more lined up. Uh, but, yeah, I got, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Until the next, uh, Until the next one, peace. Peace.